Hey guys, before we start this episode, I wanted to talk to you about Type 1 Lifting. So Type 1 Lifting is a clothing line that proceeds of the shirts and tanks and everything else goes to the Children's Diabetes Foundation. So um, this all came about with me and seeing a five-year-old girl in the emergency department uh, that had a new onset of diabetes. So uh, just take a look at the website. It's www type1lifting.com so just check it out if you don't buy anything that's perfectly fine uh, I would just like for you just to take a look and just see what we have so like I said before www.type1lifting.com and guys I hope you enjoy the show Alright guys, another episode of the Type 1 Lifting Podcast. I have a nutrition coach, personal trainer, and fellow Type 1 diabetic, Janie Soul Gorillo. How's it going? Going great. Yeah, we've known each other for quite a while actually through like Instagram. So I know I know you started following me. So how did you find find Type 1 Lifting? just like had a moment where I was like wow I should probably follow some other diabetics <laughs> and just like search through the hashtag and you go through the whole that is Instagram and um obviously type one lifting is appealing to me as somebody who likes to lift and is type one so yeah uh, that's how that happened yeah very cool and, and then you tagged me on a, I remember you tagged me on an Instagram story and I was like yeah Oh, wow. Oh, thank you. And like, listen, like, guys, I'm a truly appreciative to people that like tag me and stuff. Like, I really do like say thank you very much. And so that's how I started following you. So and I'm and I'm and I'm glad I have you on my podcast too today. Yeah, life is weird. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I, to be here. yeah, so I, I typically talk to when I interview fellow diabetics, I always ask them like, when did they first get diagnosed with diabetes? and I was 14 when I was diagnosed um I was actually like on a diet with my friend and I, I was losing so much more weight than she was she's like wow Jane like this is really working well for you um and you know like my pants were falling off I was wearing boots that were like way too loose around my calves and my hair was kind of falling out and I was just like oh my god um but you know I didn't think much of it then my vision started going pretty blurry, and I was going to the bathroom all the time. Gallon of OJ, Brita filter right next to my bed. Oh, yeah. And my parents were like, yeah, like, we're going to the hospital. <laughs> um, so I didn't, in my case, like, it wasn't that severe, but I was sick for a really long time. It came on really hard. For like a couple of weeks, I would say like maybe two or three weeks. And I'm curious as to like how bad it was prior to that. Yeah. Um, but on the way into the hospital, I stopped at a friendlies and I got a strawberry milkshake because like all I wanted was sweet stuff. Yeah. Um, and they were just like, oh, yep, your daughter's diabetic. So like we're going to practice doing shots on each other and send you on your way. Um, and that was that. Then my family and I, we went to Europe like a week after I was diagnosed. 
so that was really fun trying to like learn as a family this new disease and try to enjoy vacation yeah <laughs> so yeah you know like i i feel like it's all just such a blur in how i even am alive to this day because at 14 like i had no priority for my health i just was like winging doses and making sure i had juice on hand at all times mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't playing sports or anything at the time. I didn't grow up as an athlete or anything. So, yeah, my priorities were a little different. And I'm just really grateful for the diagnosis at the end of the day because it's helped me really just make the best out of what I've got. Yeah. That must have been super stressful on that trip to Europe. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yep. They were like, oh, just like adjust timing of your insulin so we're like in the plane and my mom's like well it's five hours ahead so let's dose you now and we'd already done it we just like had no idea what we were doing so (laughs) lots of lows lots of you know crazy times yeah so um what does anybody in your family have diabetes at all or is it just you just me yeah that's same same with me i mean i got diagnosed later on in life at like 35 so it's a, it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a lot, I'm a lot older now. So, but I'm, I, you know, not telling my age, but you know, it's, it's, it's up there. So, um, you never know. yeah, I mean, I'm 41. So whatever. So, um, I, I know that you were not, you said you were not really into sports. So how did you get into like the fitness and like personal training like space? years old Mm -hmm. and my dad hired a personal trainer and he had such great results and I'm just like this 18 year old just kind of like yeah I guess I'll go to a session with you like whatever so I went to the session and it was like as much as it sucked like it was terrible (laughs) I really liked it So I kind of picked up going to the gym on my own, which meant like staring at the weights and being afraid and like hopping on the elliptical. So a couple of years of like dabbling in that go by and by the age of like 21, 22, I was just like, I kind of want to fully commit to this. Yeah. Um, So I quit smoking. I really gave I didn't give drinking up, but I put it on the back burner a lot, especially as an early 20-year-old someone. Which is hard. Um, And I went back to that woman who was training my dad, and I was like, I just want to, like, feel good. I just want to get fit. Like, I don't know how to use the gym. Teach me your ways. So um, a relationship formed there, and I ended up working for her just as her assistant um, and just learning how she trained she was a body competitor she 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 did in bikini competitions and all that stuff so um i was like yeah i don't really have any interest in that but i'm happy to help do whatever and then you know one thing led to another and got into bodybuilding (laughs) and that was crazy and (laughs) yeah when i think back to that it was just so long ago um But yeah, I started training people one-on-one. I was teaching classes. I was just really enjoying the process and helping people feel great the way that I did. 
And that's just kind of what I've continued to do along my path. I've learned from so many great people and I've learned so many different methods and just like at the end of the day, everybody does just want to feel good and look good. Yeah. So through bodybuilding, through CrossFit, through powerlifting, through motherhood, through all these life stages, there's always a way to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just like helping people sort of navigate that on their own. Very cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So when did you start like kind of going, like what age did you start just going on by yourself thinking like, you know, all right, well, you've teached me everything that I can know. So like, you know, now it's my time to like shine a little bit. Yeah, I was 25. Yeah, I was 25, and I had done in-person training with her as well as online. Like, she was probably one of the first people, obviously, that I knew of that was doing online coaching back then, and she was very successful. But I was like, I don't want to just work with these types of people, and I feel like there's more out there for me to learn and know. So I am um, 25 years old. I hit the ground running. I had a lot of people follow me from the business that I was at before um, and then their friends wanting to work with me and one thing led to another and I had like 75 clients online and I wasn't eating, sleeping. I was just like so, so stressed out Um, and then I was like, I can't just do online. I need to do in person too and just like kind of like level things out for myself. (laughs) 75 I you know I rented space at a couple of different locations um I really enjoyed having that like flexibility of in person and online it just like felt like I was able to manage my time a lot better um and yeah I had my own studio for a little bit that was fun and yeah now we went through a pandemic and pregnancy and I'm back to like pretty much just working online um but at a much different capacity yeah um much different structure I mean 25 years old I was just like I know what I'm doing and I've learned a lot along the way on just you know who I want to work with and what to charge and you know work-life balance if that's even really a thing yeah um but yeah, it's it's been a journey and I still feel like there's a lot more for me to give and take and do. So Yeah, very cool. I can't believe seventy five people. That's that's insane. I I, I can't was. yeah, I can't imagine that. So um so what kind of I know you were doing like I, I remember watching you do like a lot of like powerlifting stuff. So what got you like into that? And in, actually even in CrossFit too as well. Yeah, I so after bodybuilding I think a lot of people get into this place where like they have body dysmorphia um and I was bored with it I was like god like I don't want to be doing incline walk on the treadmill for an hour every day like I just can't do this and I I like to learn so CrossFit was appealing because you know there's no mirrors it's a community um and it was all a bunch of lifts that I was not familiar with so like the Olympic lifts and all that stuff so I was like well it's cool and fun um so yeah I did 
fine. Like, I was never going to go to the games or try to do anything beyond a community class. Um, but the, the intensity of the workout, it was really bad for my blood sugar. I was yeah. like, I couldn't control it. Mm-hmm. It was, I like, the stress of it just peaked, and I would just put this insult and have no test and then later it would drop and I was just tired of that so I was like well I love the lifting part I love getting stronger I love how it makes me feel so I looked into powerlifting and that really just like took off for me and I was fairly good at it um again I wasn't trying to be like famous for it or anything but yeah. I competed in four meets and aside from meat day my blood sugar was always pretty good um with that style of lifting but yeah that was my last meet was april 2019 uh i got pregnant october 2019 so that that stalled things a bit. yeah i mean are, are you looking to do any more anytime soon at all or no like i mean i never say never i would love to test my strength again and just kind of like see where I'm at. But for right now, I just like, there's no way I could commit to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I like, I can commit to going down into my basement five days a week and doing what I can and all of that. But a program for powerlifting, definitely not. Yeah. I mean, it, t- it takes a long time to, especially like one day for powerlifting in their program. So yeah, it's, it's almost like Olympic weightlifting. Like they literally, they'll do like a lift and then wait like a couple minutes and then come back again. And I've, I've tried that route and I'm like, I, I'm better at like an EMOM, EMOM lift. Like you'll have like, or maybe two minutes, you have two minutes to, you know, do one lift and then like wait two minutes and do another lift and stuff like that. And so I do so much better on those because I, I, I don't know maybe because i'm old and i need to keep my joints warm or something like that but like i, I don't i don't know i just i think it's i, I like it a lot quick. i like doing a lot of things quicker so yeah i feel you yeah so i would say like i love the style of crossfit workouts i love them and i still do like e-bombs and all that but i'm not going like as heavy and as fast as i can it's just yeah. like i just go I just go the Jamie speed. Yeah, just just move. That's all. That's all you yeah. need to do. So I always tell people, like especially when they start CrossFit, CrossFit, it's it's all about pacing yourself. It's not like it, it's not like going hard all the time. You need to figure out like strategically when you're taking your breaks, when you're gonna lift this, how many reps you're gonna do before your next break, like stuff like that. Even breathing too. It's like you just gotta pace yourself. And people just go out right out of the gate. Like even when I was coaching clients, like one on ones and. They go hot right out of the gate, and I'm like, yes, slow down, slow down." And then, like the first time they did it, they just got absolutely wrecked. And I was like, "I told you, like it, you're just supposed to slow down a little bit." But right. yeah, it, it's funny. But yourself. yeah, exactly. So um, with your online clients, so how did you like first get them started, and like how how do you like deal with the pricing? I'm like, I don't. I don't want to know what your price the prices are, but like you know, how do you how do you handle your prices? How do you do like you know, your first first phone call with them, and pretty much just pretty much everything like the like from the start to the uh, start to the end. Yeah, so I meet most of my clients through Instagram. Mm-hmm. 
um, like direct message communication, that kind of thing. And I, so I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner and I also do macro coaching in addition to the training. So what I do is I'll onboard a client with a nutritional assessment questionnaire and then like an initial questionnaire just to get like history of everything. Um, and then data to see, you know, what nutrient deficiencies need to be addressed and to get started because you can't just throw a bunch of numbers at someone and just go, okay. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And that kind of data about, you know, where their nutrition has been and where it is now and like what needs to be improved. Like that helps me sort of create a, like a ratio structure for a macro goal. Um, and then you just also want to know like how a client wants to track, like, do they want to track calories and protein? Do they want to have flexibility with their carbs and fats? And just like, what does a client want? Because their consistency is going to be the key. And I'm here to just like help them develop a method that's going to be like really sustainable for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so the training part, I just make sure that they send me videos of just to look at like mechanics, how they move and where their fitness level is. And I do programming and true coach. So then from there, it's just an overall assessment week to week, just seeing like, Hey, how's this going? Um, looking at the progress markers that make the most sense for them. Like some people want to lose weight. Some people want to build muscle body recomp. It's all individual. Um, but yeah, training programs, updated pretty much weekly by weekly just focusing on progressions that we can go go through and Mm -hmm. um yeah and i i i let them communicate with me throughout the week through the app and they have the option to do two calls with me a month so very cool very cool yeah Yeah, so do you like yeah do you like using true coach at all or yes love it I love it because it's all in one spot. You can deliver nutrition. They can sync their MyFitnessPal to the app. So, like, they don't have to take data and then input it again. It's just, like, there. Mm -hmm. Um, They can put their progress pictures. They can put their measurements. They can load their videos. They can make comments on the training programming. It's just, like, an online coach's dream i would say yeah so do they do you can you record videos on there for yourself like let's just say like someone's having an issue like understanding how to do a deadlift like do you do like do you demonstrate it you just put it on true coach and like during the in the program there's like a link to it or something like that or yep so essentially you'll create a program and you can input whatever videos you want for the, the workout so it can be your videos or it can be like from youtube I try to have them be my videos yeah. just because I'm the coach. Um, but, you, you know, sometimes like, all right, a bicep curl, there you go. Um, but if a client sends me a video and I see that they need a certain adjustment or cue, I can just load my feedback yeah. right then and there. Yeah. And they find that to be very, very helpful. Okay. So yeah. do, do you, do you use any cues? Like, like I know you're talking about cues just now. So do you have any cues that like you kind of use that? So they stick in people's heads at all, or like, you know, just like crazy cues. You, th- you think that like, Oh, now they're going to remember it forever. Oh my gosh. It's just so 
because I feel like every video that I make, I say the same thing. Yeah. I'm just like shoulders down and back, you know, chest up to the wall, uh, you know, brace your core, pull your ribs to your hips, screw your feet into the floor. Um, here, let me find this pacifier. Yeah, there it's okay. Um, so, like, I just off the top of my head, those are like the 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 flow cues <laughs> because once it's like it's literally just about knowing your body and yeah. like the muscles that you're using and then once you are like oh, okay like you're in a plank for a push-up that's like for people that's something with they would never think of so like you want to have the total body tension in your whole body for the push-up so to prevent all the snaking and this and that but yeah yeah my my so i i typically use like three of them i, I i've talked about this in other podcasts but the one I, I i say is a king kong so if they're deadlifting just keep their chest up and like, like king kong gets pissed and then um yeah. if you need to put your butt back i just say miley cyrus it's like twerking oh, yeah. so and i like yeah. just i'm like just just miley cyrus it and they're like oh okay so put my butt back and then like and then the last one I well, there's another one I do too. But um, the other one I do, if they do like a pen lay row or something like that, they I call it a tabletop. So just try to try to keep your back flat like a tabletop. Or yeah. Or if they're doing like um, or like uh, military presses, like 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 fast rep, I just just say pigeon. So like you know a pigeon yeah. like moves their head back and forth. It's like putting your head through, then back, head through, back, and like it looks like oh, you look like a pigeon. That. So that's yeah. those are the cues that I've used like when I've been personal training. So and. Every everyone that I've coached always remembers those cues, which is awesome. So, yeah, um, the Miley Cyrus one is funny. Um, here, here you go. Here you go. <laughs> Let me pick them up. No, you're good. Um, I like for an RDL, it's like, all right, so like push your butt cheeks to the wall behind you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, um, how did you how did you get involved in like the nutrition the tr- nutrition uh, nutrition side of uh, personal training? Can you repeat that. Yeah, yeah. No worries. So, how did you get involved with like the nutrition side of like personal training or co- nutrition coaching? Um. So, because I learned from the woman that I had worked with for like bodybuilding and it was often just like let's slash as many calories as possible and like increase cardio to get these people on a stage and I had let's see this was like 2013 that I got into competing um so like around 2014 15 it was like by Elaine like Lane Norton yeah 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 he was coming out with flexible dieting and uh Chrissy, Chrissy Cagney, she's got a new last name. Anyways, like all this flexible dieting information was coming out, like reverse dieting and this and that. And I was just like, this woman never talks about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And again, like I just love to learn. So I went down a hole and I started implementing those things with my clients and seeing like, okay, like, we don't have to do like any of this crazy stuff really for you to see great results. Yeah. Um, 
And with nutritional therapy, like I would type one diabetes and Hashimoto's, and I developed um, amenorrhea just from extreme dieting. So I lost my period for four or five years. Um, just using nutrition to heal the body and not just like physically, but also mentally, I just find it fascinating, like how simple it can be and how effective it can be. Um, just like movement. I mean, we're in this probably all for the same reasons. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my answer. Yeah. It's amazing. You can subtract like one little thing. And it'd be like a complete game changer. Like, especially yeah. for guys drinking soda. Like, if they drink one sugary soda and they just stop drinking that. I, I think females too. But, like, they drop their weight so quick. And it's just like go to straight water, which is insane. So, yep. yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I've had clients, um, they've lost like 60 pounds or like a like couple other ones like that. And uh, one of them was on like a, um, a raw diet where she would eat like raw, raw food and like – and she would eat meat on the weekends, and that's it. And like, she dropped the weight so quick, and like, she still got, she still kept her strength too, which was amazing. So wow, yeah, she would she would PR her lift at least like once every two weeks. Damn. And I'm like, good for you. And she like, <laughs> like, she was her weight was fluctuating like all the time. Like she had a kid, got the weight, lost it, then had another kid, then gained gained the weight back, and then. Then lost it, and so I mean, I was like, I coached her for like a year and a half, and it was like just amazing seeing her transformation, which is so cool. So yeah, that's, yeah, it's amazing to see people just like have it click for them, and just like feel the and see the great results from it. So yeah, and yeah. I and I know you have a little one right right there in front of in front of you. He's eight months, so yep. I know you're you're you had a tra- you're having a transformation too. So you're posting mm-hmm. it online. You look fantastic, by the way. So Thanks. how how is your transformation going with your with your sugars and everything? So um, pregnancy made me the best diabetic ever <laughs> <laughs> because of like the appointments and just the constant need for changing basal rates and insulin to carb ratios and just like when you're growing something inside of you that is like relying on you to take care of your body, you're like over the top like you think you think that it's like your full-time job before pregnancy and then you're pregnant you're like whoa (laughs) this is overtime um so you know I feel like my management has been pretty good um dealing with getting a period back and like menstrual cycles and like the hormone fluctuations there I've been working with my coach on just like spacing out meals differently and changing basal rates and all of that. But it makes a huge difference in body composition to have your blood sugar in control. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. And, um, so I, I, what's the, do you have like an end goal for, for your, you know, just getting like, do you have a certain weight you want to hit or a certain like, you know, size or anything like that? Or what, what's, what are your goals that you're trying to hit? I just want consistency yeah. in my training and nutrition because I know that that will like just like get the wheels turning and what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I did bodybuilding and then CrossFit and then powerlifting and everybody's like, well, what are you going to do next? And I'm like, 
like, I really don't know. I just want to, like, feel good and look good. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so that's, that's like, honestly my end goal at this time. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm at a lighter weight than I'm used to. So it's hard to, like, I don't have, like, really a weight class or anything like that either. Yeah. I would like to start um, just testing my strength, get, like, my five rep maxes down and um, just work on that a little bit. But Nice. It's it, it it's almost like having a kid. Then like immediately someone says, hey, "When are you having another one?" And you're like, "Just shut up! I I'm working on my first one, damn it!" So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. But even with that, I'm like, I'd rather do it sooner than later because like the further away we get, I'm like, hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I agree. So when when I had Bennett, well, not, I say I didn't have Bennett when when we had Bennett. Um, I think it was like three or four, two or something like that. And so they're like, so my wife's like, when do you want to have another one? And I'm like, well, I'm pretty cool with one. And then like, and so we're, our, our gap, our gap is, um, his gap, the gap is like three years apart from each other, which I think is a good, good age difference. Yeah. Yep. That's kind of what, I mean, it's, it's like, why are we even talking about it? But, like I think we both have siblings so we think it's important for Enzo to have a sibling yeah um so yeah we'll see yeah in due time you got plenty of time don't worry so yeah. um so you so are you still living in Massachusetts right now or where, where did you move to yeah we moved from Gloucester to Somerville okay uh so still in Massachusetts and we really really miss Gloucester but We'll go. We're gonna eventually buy a house there. So yeah, just here right now to make the commute for my husband a little bit easier. And he's working on a big project in Cambridge and Somerville. So we just want to like have as much family time with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, Gloucester's it's like a two to three hour commute both ways. So like not both ways, but overall. Yeah. And you know, quality of life and having a baby and all that stuff. We're just like, all right, like, let's just go to the city for a while and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. And and that's where you had your studio up in Gloucester, right? Um, I, it was in Danvers. Oh, Danvers. So I'm sorry. Very close. Yeah. So where, how did you, you're from Massachusetts. Right? I am. I am. I'm from Sharon, but I moved down to, yeah. I moved down to Georgia. So like five years ago. So, yeah. but, um, but yeah, so you had your studio in Danvers. So how did you find that? And like, what made you pick that space out of like anything else? Um, so the location was great for my clients and it was just like, it's just what I wanted at the time. Cause I didn't want like some huge space. I wasn't trying to like bring on coaches at that time or other trainers or anything like that. So it was just like exactly what I needed. Yeah. And it was, you know, there was a lot of natural light, which was appealing to me because I'm like weird like that. <laughs> um, and it, it was great for what it was. But then, um, you know, we had a little blip in time. We thought we were going to live in L.A., so I sold everything. And yeah life happens yeah so are you looking to like after when enzo grows up a little more to get another studio or kind of like open your own gym at all or what's what's the project for that no i honestly 
don't see myself doing that. Yeah. I, like, the way that I'm structured in my business right now, I love it. It's, like, going really great. And just, like, as a mom and all of that, like, I just can't see myself attaching to a physical space. Um, It's hard for me to... You know when people are like, well, what's your five-year plan? Yeah, you, I, I don't even know what my five-year plan is. Yeah, I can't see that. I get that in interviews, too. Like, oh, what's your five-year plan? I don't know. Like, It's, it's an impossible... Yeah. Term. Like, stay alive? It's... <laughs> yeah, what's your... <laughs> maybe... maybe like, keep... I, I have a hard time writing everything. Yeah. It, it's like, well, maybe hopefully they'll cure diabetes at that time, and I won't be a diabetic anymore. So, right. but I fairly doubt that's yeah. going to happen. It won't. No. No. They like our money too much. So. Oh, of course. Yeah. That, that's another thing. So speaking of that, so, um, with insurance wise and stuff like that. So how do you, how are you able to buy insulin and like, you know, your, De- your Dexcom or in your Omnipod or like, how does, how does that handle? Are you underneath your husband's insurance or what's the. So when I. I found out I was pregnant. We had just gone back from LA. I sold the equipment from the studio and I was like, cool. Like what the heck am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Um, back in 2012, I worked at Lululemon and I went back there and I was like, do you guys need seasonal help? Cause like, I don't know what I'm doing. And then two days into being there, I found out I was pregnant with Enzo and I was like, so can I stay up full time and get benefits? (laughs) Because this just happened. And they're like, yeah, of course. So I got amazing benefits with them um, throughout the whole thing. And my last day is actually on Sunday there. And we're back on private insurance. So, yeah, we, I mean, it was great to be on their insurance, but just like with childcare and schedules right now with COVID and like weird family dynamics with COVID. It was just like impossible to figure it out and make it work. So I'm, I'm home primarily with him and we're paying for private health insurance. So, you know, it's expensive, but at least we have it. Yeah. At least you have something like, cause the insulin gets really like I so I didn't hit my deductible the first like, the beginning of the year last year. So typically we hit it like in February roughly. But like the yeah. first when I needed insulin like really bad and they said it was like the thirteen hundred dollars for like a, a a one box of insulin. I was like, Well, I don't have that. So yeah. I don't know what would but they one one of the pharmacy technicians was trying to find well pharmacists was found this uh this other insulin that cost ninety nine dollars for a box, without insurance, oh. just just to, just total. I, I forget what the I forget the insulin's called, but like I almost went on the verge with that. But luckily, like my wife did something because she has a medication that like would hit her deductible in, like almost instantly, and she hit okay, that. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, now now I'm a little bit better. But I mean, I hate I hate the times where like you're super low and you're like and you don't realize it till like two days left and you're like, oh. This is not good. Yeah. I mean, that's how long have we been dealing with diabetes? And like, literally, that's every time. Like today, my transmitter was dead. And I was like, oh, what's going on? 
It's like, mm-hmm. dude, you need a new transmitter. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, we have a $4,000 deductible. So with the new insurance, I'm like, why don't you go get your shoulder surgery? <laughs> so, <laughs> we can just, <laughs> so we can just, you know, stop paying a lot of money for supplies. But, yeah. Yeah. You know, like that's where we go. Yeah, that's hey, that works. I mean, whatever, whatever works to get it cheap, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's gonna be expensive no matter what. It's just like I have so many people that comment on my stories when we talk about pricing and the cost of insulin. And some woman in Australia, she mentioned that if you are pregnant or breastfeeding, certain supplies are covered for you. Um, but otherwise, the cost of all of the supplies and the medications and everything for them is way too much for them to be able to afford. Yeah. So it's just like it's not an American problem. It's like a world problem and something we got to figure out. Yep. I mean, we could just go to Mexico and get it a heck of a lot cheaper. I know. Why don't we just do that? We should We should have a camp in Mexico for training nutrition and just – Going to get supplies. Yeah, we'll just go across the border to Tijuana and then just go get eight thousand dollars worth of stuff and then come back and could be good for two years. So, yep. Yeah, definitely. So, <laughs> don't tell anyone. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I know. So I know ABC did a did a do, like did a show, not a show, but like did a news thing about like a, there was a couple diabetics. Um, I think her name, I, I forget her name, but she owns the. The Instagram page, not your type, or just just my, no, just oh, yeah. j- just my type. I think it was. So she, so yeah. she and a couple people went across the border and got like I think it was like four thousand dollars worth of like insulin, just from like a convenience store. Didn't no subscription, yeah. like nothing. And they did they did the calculation. It would have been like I think it was like thirty thousand dollars for the amount of yeah. insulin they they picked up. And so it, it's it's shocking of like how and they said oh it's not regulated down there so you can't really trust it I'm like no it's the same damn stuff that that you use but I mean what do right. I know yeah so hey I'd give it a shot hey you know I I actually had a friend of mine when I was working in the hospital she her, she lived she lived in Mexico well she she has relatives in Mexico she was on the verge of like getting supplies for me. And then shipping it back up here, and I'd pay for just the the shipping and buying it. And yeah. it, it was like three hundred dollars. That's it for two medications. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, back to personal training. So, yes. um, what? So, what? What kind of clients do you typically work with? Um, my typical client is I work with women. I don't have like a specific age group or anything like that but a lot of women that come to work with me they've done boot camp classes and they're at like boutique studios Mm -hmm. doing challenges and stuff there and they're just like not seeing results not making much change they're interested in like changing their body but it's not happening um so you know i get them in and we start lifting a little bit differently and programming a little bit differently and structuring everything a bit differently. And they end up sticking around for quite some time because there's always 
progress to be made, new goals to be set. Um, and it's just like super fun to give a female 2000 calories a day and have them like not gain all this weight and yeah. feel better in your clothes and yeah. like just feel better overall. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So just do people that are like, I, I, I would say I'm like the last stop on the train of like their dieting experience. It's just kind of like, okay, like this is just a lifestyle. Yeah. And it does, which does not happen overnight at all. Um, but it takes a very specific someone to just be like ready to make that commitment to change. Um, but we've all been there. We, whether it's with your fitness or nutrition or your job, it's like you just hit a wall. You're like, I can't keep doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm ready to do whatever it takes to not do this anymore. Yeah. I hear so do do the do women like do typically like your clients like say like oh I don't know about lifting with the barbell or like lifting heavy weights if I feel like I'm gonna get bulky or like look like a dude. Um, I feel like early on, yes, I had a lot of clients that were like that. Um, but the people that I I would say like they know that they're not. They have an understanding that that's not going to happen. Yeah, I, I, the typical like the the females that I've dealt with, like they they always get scared scared straight when I give them a barbell or like a dumbbell or like something like that or get on a machine. They're like, "Oh, I'm going to get so bulky," and I'm like, "You're not going to get bulky." Like I don't like I don't know where you got that from, but you got to stop. So yeah, I know. Well, that's like my mom. She is like terrified of weight. And she's like, I remember when I was powerlifting, she's like, oh, I just think you should pick up, like, ballet or... <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, mom, I'm not going to pick up ballet. Like, there's... I'm not... I have no rhythm. I have no coordination. Like, no. Yeah. This will stick... Also, ballerinas have beautiful muscles. Yeah, they do. So. They're, they're pretty muscular. Especially with their legs. Yeah. So... Yeah, very cool, very cool. Yeah, I I just think it's right every time. Like even like, I tell everyone like you're not gonna get bulky. Don't worry about it. Like just stop, just stop thinking that. Like it's not, it's not gonna happen, unless unless you take steroids. But you're not gonna plan to take steroids. So, yeah. but yeah, but so, um, so what actually, what, yeah. um, so what kind of medication do you like? What kind of insulin do you use? Um. So I'm on Novolog. Okay. And that's it because I'm on the Omnipod. So I just take one. No, that's right. So I've always been intrigued about the Omnipod because I wanted to try it, but I just haven't pulled the trigger yet. Like my wife wants me to get the pump like so bad or like the Omnipod or something like that. But my, my thing is I'm worried about – I sweat like a whore in church when I work out. So I'm worried about like this thing falling off on me like because like it's – the, the tape around it, it's not really that thick or like that long. So, um, first of all, I was so afraid of a pump in general. I like it took me a long time to like commit to that. But having the tube with weightlifting, yeah, like no matter what, it's coming off. Mm-hmm. Like it's gonna get caught on something. Or if you're in the kitchen and you turn really quickly, it's like okay, got caught on a doorknob or whatever. Um, so then the Omnipod was attractive because there was no tube. And honestly, 
my favorite thing. Yeah. I it never comes off because I like I mean I sweat like a horn church too. Um, <laughs> it never has been a problem. I actually think they've made their adhesive like better over time. I'm not sure like what the difference is, but it rarely ever comes off unless I'm taking off like a shirt and it's on the back of my arm and like you know yeah. accidents happen. But I would highly like that with the CGM has just been like it just feels so seamless. Yeah, and you and, and you. I, I Good. And you have to change that needle like every three days, don't you? Yes. Yep. So I know that actually I'm due to change it fairly soon in the next like 20 minutes. <laughs> but it always like time just flies because it'll be like beeping at me. I'm like, is it really been three days? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Especially with the Dexacom. So, so I've actually, when I had the Dexacom for a while, like, I used to put it right on my glute muscle. Yeah. And so I used to call it, I call it the Kelly Wild because Kelly Wild does it. So, um, yeah. And so I was like, okay, because I was thinking, all right, if I put it on my arm or if I put it on my sides, I know I'm going to nick it. I know I'm going to hit it and it's not going to be worth it. And so I was like, at least I could put this, like, it's covered and there's like an adhesive around it. So I'm not going to nick anything. I'm not going to, like, sit down weird or anything like that. So that's, I've, I've used that way and I'm just, I'm kind of like nervous if I ever put it some other place, it's not going to, not going to work the same. Yeah, I know. I'm the weirdo that still puts it on their stomach (laughs) and I, I rotate between like my right and my left abdomen and then my right and my left thigh. So those, those seem to work well for me. They don't get nicked or anything. Yeah. So do you, do you, when you put, when you put a weight belt on, do you, does it bother you at all or? No, no, it's, it, it, I never notice it. So it is kind of like right beneath the weight belt though, but it's never given me any problems. Okay. Very cool. All right. right, So we're, we're getting close to the end. So, um, I just have a couple quick questions for you. So, um, Do you have like a fate? Do you have any goals that you want to hit by the end of this year? I know COVID's kind of screwing everything up, but like, do you have any goals that you want to hit? Um, you know, in 2021? Let me pull up my notes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I feel like my notes will be a little clearer. Yeah. So do you, Um, do you, do you journal daily at all or? it's not really that intentional if that like it just like if I have something in my head I just like throw it in my notes it's not even or it's not even organized well or anything like that so I often have to search for that Mm -hmm. um so one of my goals for 2021 is to actually LLC which is like I should have done that forever ago but I never did yep um so in February, I'm setting up an LLC so that I can like actually pay my taxes and like have pay myself and know what the profit is and all of that. Um, my husband and I really want to buy a house in the next year or two. Mm-hmm. So I have, you know, I really want to work on getting my credit score in the best place possible, um, which 
just like anything, as long as you have a plan and you follow it, everything generally works out for the best. Yep. Um, and then I also want to have a 6.0 A1C. That would be lovely. Yeah, because like I had a 7.2, 7.0 for the whole pregnancy, and that was like the best I've ever had it managed. Yeah. Um, I always wanted to get in the sixes, and I'm just kind of like, all right, like, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> I so when I my first year of being diagnosed, I was at eleven point five, and then nine months later, I was a five point eight. Holy crap! And then it went back up again. So I haven't, I don't even know what my A one C is because I haven't been at the endocrinologist's office in quite a while. Even though I should, but you know that's time again. So that's another problem. Oh yeah, and I mean I haven't seen my endocrinologist since June, um, but yeah, I mean. We're okay, right? Yeah, I think I'm good. You know, a couple of highs, a couple of lows, whatever. So yeah, <laughs> that's life. Yeah, it happens. So, so, um, so do you have like a favorite book you like to read or like give to people as gifts? Um, no, I actually. So I have a reading comprehension problem. Like that's it's a learning disability. Oh, I do too. So you do too. Yeah. Yeah. So I have to like talk things out or I have to listen to things. Um, I stopped listening to podcasts for a while because I was only listening to like health and fitness podcasts and it was like really cluttering my head. Yeah. Um, But I will tell you this woman that I worked with, she handed me um, a journal. She's traveled all over the world. She handed me a journal to participate in Mm -hmm. that she was handing out to random people that she met along the way in 2020 um and it's continuing into this year um and that's like the last sort of book that i've been in contact with but i thought that that was the coolest idea ever and it just like i love anything that just gets you into the mind of other people and just like finding things that resonate with you in that sense so yeah, I love Instagram because people can be really honest and open on there. Um, and just like, yeah, more of like a conversation person than a book person, which I know is whatever, but. Yeah, it happens. But I, for me, for me with my reading comprehension, so I have to read things a couple times to get, understand it. So, mm-hmm. and like I've been, I've been kind of reading, I've been trying to read more and try to get better at it but it's like sometimes it's like wait a second i didn't get that all right read it all right wait i didn't get it again so read it over again and then like it just takes longer to enjoy the book that i really want to read so right yeah i i'm that way i'll just start reading a sentence and maybe i'll change a few pages and i'll be like what the heck did i just read because i think my mind just like is somewhere else i don't know what it is but it's always been a problem for me and um so anytime i'm learning something it like has to be hands-on or like in a setting it can't just be like online so i think that's why i'm very hands-on with my online clients because it's like i can't just communicate with you via text yeah that's just not that's not gonna work on my end and it seems to be going okay so and and plus my grammar is so bad so bad 
yeah, my wife yeah. looks at my stuff and she's like, oh my God, no, I'm not, no, you can't write this. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's okay. Like those things at the end of the day don't make you who you are. So. Yep, exactly. So, um, so we got the book. All right. So let's just say, good. Tell me one of your goals. Oh, um, well, I wanted to hit 315 for a clean and jerk and I did that already. I did that before Christmas. Awesome. I did that before Christmas. So now I guess I'm going to aim for like 325 or 330. And then awesome. snatching, uh, probably get to 250. I want to get to 255, uh, 240. And then I want to get this podcast to 12,000 downloads. Yeah. So nice. I, I'm at, I'm at 4.6 4. right now. 1,000. So I hit 4,000 by the end of the year. And just be a good dad and a good, good husband. So yeah, yeah, family. 100%. Yeah, that, that's the main thing. So maybe get a sponsorship here. I don't know who knows. So, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying. So I mean, this was just like a spur of the moment, like podcast. Like I just was like, I love podcasting. I wanted to do it with like two other guys, and they kind of bailed on me. And so I was like, screw it, I'll just do it myself. And then here we go. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. So uh, last last question. Actually, two second to last question. So let's just say you had someone that wanted to do online training or be a personal trainer. What would you tell them uh, the things to expect throughout their journey as a personal trainer? Lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of self-doubt. Because I feel I've actually had a lot of conversations with new trainers and people just starting out that have reached out to me over time. They're like, you seem to be really great at this. Can you help me? And I'm like, Oh my God, (laughs) (laughs) I'm flattered, but wow. Um, and I just say, you gotta like, don't be afraid of your peers in your profession. Like do not, because you guys can be really helpful for each other. Mm -hmm. Um, and learn from each other. Um, just like know that you're not going to know a person right off the bat. Like you're not going to ever create a perfect program or protocol right off the bat with anyone. Um, and to also just work with any and all people before you are like, I need to like really narrow down my niche. Yeah. <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh. He got stuck under the table. Um, Yeah. So I think those would be like the top things I would tell someone is just like get as much experience with like humans one-on-one before like trying to go online. Do it online. Yeah. Because yeah, you don't want to like mess with anybody or hurt anyone and um, just be open to making mistakes and learning from them. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So, Let's just say, all right, so the last question. So where can people reach out to you via social media or if they want to do like any online program? Are you taking more clients in for online right now? I am. I'm actually, so I have my next Women Weights and Wellness group starting on March 1st. It's just a three-month group coaching. It's an online platform. All the programming is the same, but it's one-on-one nutrition. And, you know, we have a private Facebook group where I, just share a lot of recipes, educational information based on like what we're doing for the week and the training and with the macros and everything. So, um, I don't have a website anymore. It's okay. Don't worry about it. 
<laughs> no, it's it's all good. Don't worry. Um, but they can find me and talk to me on Instagram, Jamie Soul underscore Grillo. Um, or they can just yeah, that's the best place to reach me. It's in the DMs. In the DMs. Okay, very cool. Well, well, thank thank you for doing this. I really do appreciate it. And, I, and I'm so glad I finally got to do – I mean, I wish we could do this in person, but, you know, COVID and distance. But I, I'm truly grateful to have you as a guest. And, you know, I definitely want to get you back on later on down the road, especially with the – especially with the, um, the you know, the online challenge in, in March that you guys – that you're having. So, I mean, I'd love to get – you know, hear, hear how it went and all that stuff. Perfect. No, it's been really fun, and I, I'm appreciative of your understanding about like babies and dogs and all that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, you know, I have all, I have both of them. Well, I had both of them, but you know. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, well, it was great to see your face, and I will uh, be following you. Definitely. All right. Have a good one. You too.